Welcome to the ABA Journal Legal Rebels podcast, where we talk to men and women who are remaking the legal profession, changing the way the law is practiced, and setting standards that will guide us into the future. When the ABA Journal began honoring the profession's legal rebels in 2009, we knew we were entering a technological revolution midstream. Many men and women have been remaking the corners of the profession long before our first list was chosen. Now, we look to highlight the work of the pioneers in changing the way law is being practiced and in setting the standards that will guide the future. Here we present the ABA Journal Legal Trailblazers. Hi, I'm Stephanie Francis Ward, a senior writer with the ABA Journal. Today, I'm speaking with Monica Bay. She's described on Stanford University's Codex website as a lawyer, journalist, and provocateur. With more than 30 years of experience as an editor covering the legal profession, including 17 years as editor-in-chief of Law Technology News, she's been on the front lines observing how technology is revolutionizing changing the legal practice. Now a fellow at Stanford Center for Legal Informatics, we're wondering what are the legal technology stories that never got the profession's attention? Monica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm absolutely thrilled to be part of this project. Thrilled to have you. You've said often that lawyers need to wake up and adopt technology or retire. What are some significant technology developments that the profession missed over the years? Well, uh, you're absolutely right. I say that all the time, and it's targeted at the baby boomers, of which I am definitely one of them. When I first started at ALM in 1985, I wrote my stories on Selectric typewriters. And one of the things that I've found really fascinating over the course of my career, and maybe it's because I'm the daughter of an airline pilot, is I'm mesmerized by how people adopt technology. And sometimes it's so quiet and easy, and sometimes it's impossible. Over the years, and perhaps in the last 10 years in particular, probably the easiest example is e-discovery. In my five minutes as a practicing lawyer, I did all those sorts of jobs, only they didn't have ease in front of them. Uh, it was just discovery and a lot of boxes and paper. And now discovery is almost 100% electronic. The baby boomers who are now, we're now in our 50s to 70s, a lot of the folks just won't or can't or refuse to learn the tech. And there's been a lot of movement by the ABA and the California Bar and the judges that are pushing at this point to say, you have to understand tech. In fact, uh, Judge Facciola has said for probably seven or eight years that if you don't understand tech, you are pretty much committing malpractice. Can you explain for our listeners who Judge Facciola is? Oh, definitely. Uh, Judge John Facciola uh, was in the District of Columbia, and he also retired last year from his position. Uh, he's still on the speaker circuit and still very, very active. And he's one of the top experts among the judges on dealing with being a magistrate judge and dealing every day with e-discovery. I mean, he, he has been very vocal about saying that 
he's very concerned about how expensive it's all becoming and worries that we're getting to the point where only the rich can litigate. Do you have any thoughts, given your experience um, in covering the profession, what kind of technology issues do you think will come up for lawyers who are Gen X or even millennials? Any predictions? That's a great question. And one of the things that I see for the younger lawyers coming up that's very exciting is the mobility. I mean, these days, everybody has a cell phone with from three years old to 100. And it's really, really changing dramatically life and the world, I mean, for the good and the bad. And from a legal point of, of view, it, it's going to free up lawyers so that they can work anywhere. It's interesting to see that the really young lawyers right now are kind of rebelling against what the current leaders are doing of working 24-7. And a lot of the younger folks really want more quality of life, so to speak. They want to be able to work where they can work. They want to bring their dogs into the office. They want to be able to to travel. And it's a very different environment than ones that we experienced, those of us who are baby boomers. All right, Monica, that's everything I have for you today. Would you like to add anything else before we close it out? Yeah, I think that what I'm the most interested in and very passionate about is one of the big problems that has not been successfully addressed, which is diversity in our profession. It's been particularly difficult for women in big law. There's now an 18% gap in the salaries and I've been yelling and yelling and yelling that big law simply has to fix it. And I don't think it's as hard as everybody says it is to fix it. I understand that women who are in childbearing ages have different issues than men in the various ages, but it works out over the course of careers. I highly recommend a book called Unfinished Business by Anne-Marie Slaughter. And it's really a playlist on what we need to do to create better ways of working for men and women. Uh, the same goes for being better on on diversity in terms of people of color, gays, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If we don't have everyone involved in law, law loses because everyone who's in that environment brings to the table nuances that are crucial. Um, and it's the right thing to do. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Monica. I really appreciate your time. I'm Stephanie Francis-Ward. Thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalRebels.com, LegalTalkNetwork.com, subscribe via iTunes and RSS, Find both the ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download the free apps from ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.